is up, guys? Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. That was not right. Oh, well. <laughs> it's okay. It works. So this week, we're doing something really fun. We're doing a roundtable with all of our friends, or some of them. Not all of them can make it, so call it out if you're not here. But we're just going to go around in a circle and introduce ourselves. So, yeah. Go ahead. Hi, guys. I'm Olivia. Hi, I'm Katie. Hey, I'm Kesley. Hey, I'm Bailey. Hi, I'm Conley. Hey, I'm Macy. <laughs> and I'm Madison. We just went in a circle and y'all can't see us because obviously this is just audio, but hopefully you'll recognize our voices now. Um, like Sophie said, this isn't all of our friends in our friend group, but it is a lot of them. Some of the voices you might recognize because we've done episodes of them in the past, and I'm excited to finally get to sit down with some others that haven't been on. Um, we are just going to kind of chat and do our thing, and hopefully there's some good stuff in here for you guys. We're going to talk about community, friendships, high school, all the things. We're all seniors and about to graduate and go in like a million different ways. So I just think this is like a fun little reunion, or not reunion, I guess we're still together, but like a little fun thing to reminisce (laughs) on in a couple of months, I guess. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) Please (laughs) don't cry immediately. Um, But... Yeah, I think, like, just for me personally, like, this community has been something that was, like, crucial to my walk with the Lord, and we've mentioned this, like, on a million different episodes, but our group has, like, grown, and it's shrunk, and, like, people have gone in and out, and that's totally fine, and that's part of community, Um, but most of these girls I've known for pretty much all four years of high school, um, and have, like, completely changed, like, the trajectory of my life. Yeah, so we should probably just start out by talking about if just a few of you guys want to share your experience with community, and maybe in particular this community. Yeah. I'll start. So, in eighth grade, we moved, I moved to churches, um, and I was very, like, upset <coughs> about that. I had gone to that church my whole life, and um, I loved my friends there, and I was really upset. But I, it was honestly the best thing for me because I met this great community, And honestly, through these girls, I learned, like, what godly community looks like, like, what keeping each other accountable and, like, pursuing the Lord together really looks like. And I'm so grateful for that because, just like Addie said, it changed my walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'll go next. Um, uh, When I joined our little group, uh, summer before sophomore year, I had never really, like, had community before or even, like, was friends or had friends that were strong believers it was just kind of surface level for them um and so like joining this group this community i learned um you know like macy said just what godly relationships look like and how to love others in a godly way and also it just grew my relationship with the lord immensely just from learning um from all my other friends yeah so i joined this group about sophomore year Um, I've been going to this church since I was literally a baby, but I didn't end up actually going weekly until I was about a sophomore. But I've had issues through high school with seeing judgmental Christians and just people not being godlike, and that's been super frustrating to me. But with this group, I have seen real friendships, and they've shown me how loving the Christian community can be, and that's been really, really nice. Um, For me, if you listen to the high school advice episode in March, I already kind of shared my story, but I actually switched churches junior year, and I was not involved in my church, and I didn't really have community there, 
but um, Sophie really encouraged me to join Cottonwood, which is so fun. Um, and so my junior year, I met these girls and they were so welcoming and I was just super excited to get involved. So I immediately switched. Um, and it's been really cool for me because I do have friends at school, but I've been able to have deep conversations with these girls and they help me stay accountable. And I've just grown in my faith a lot through it and I'm so grateful for everything. Yeah, um, I had a friend group before this that actually like left me in the dust. And um, Addie was working in Creek Kids, which is just our elementary school program um, here on Sundays. And we were, we've been working in there since like sixth grade together. And we, um, every Sunday she would come up to me and ask me, and she's like, are you going to youth today? Are you going to youth today? I'd be like, no, I don't really have anyone to sit with, or no, I want to just go home, or no, I'm really hungry, or whatever. And I made up excuses for literally a year. And it was finally like, I just don't have anyone to sit with. Like, I don't want to sit alone. I'm not going. And she's like, you can come sit with our group. And that's like sophomore year. Um, and I started sitting with um, all of these girls. And it was just like an amazing experience to finally have like a group of godly women um, that I could just surround myself with and really be in community with and like grow in my faith with. Um, so it's just been an amazing like three years with them. Yeah, I think um, for years I've always prayed for community and like I've gone to Sky Ranch for a really long time and every year they just really drill on us like you have to have godly community at home you have to have this and I was like I don't know how to find this and moving to a new church this year I was really just praying for that and being like please God just give me some community I know I only have one year left but anything was like, would like help and then immediately Annika who's not here today invited me and she was like come sit with us come attend on Wednesdays and that has been the biggest blessing and has answered every prayer I possibly could have imagined and finding that community that I've been longing for for so long. So I think it's a big blessing for me. Yeah, something I want to like kind of go back to is that, like Bailey said, um, and just that like there are so many people who are Christians who aren't like living a sanctified like reflection of the father and that can be so discouraging when you're trying to find people to be friends with like I know a lot of people who are Christians kind of resonate with like Olivia was just saying just like I want community everybody knows that like you're supposed to be in community and it's helpful and it's all these things and we preach on it all the time but when it comes down to actually finding it there are a few things that like I think we skip on which is a just effort I know so many people who um will like play victim and that they're like I want community so bad but there's no boys at my church who are good Christians or like I want community so bad but there's just nobody at my church I'm like so move churches find community you have to put in a little effort sometimes um, and also like just being in prayer about it like Olivia just said um, but also that said one of the most hurtful things can be when you think you're in a strong community you think you're growing and then it turns out you are actually just being lied to and people are just putting on a face um, and I think that's something that we like each individually have to kind of fight against in ourselves of like we cannot be misrepresentations of Christ. It's one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire world. It's when I am like seeing somebody who will put a Bible verse in their bio on Instagram and they are like out getting just like drunk off of their mind on Saturday night and then showing up to church the next day. And it's just like, you're just not walking in a sanctified way. And it can be super misleading to people who are like vulnerable. Um, and it's like, that was just like one example. And like, there are so many other like deeper things than just like somebody who lies about like what they do on the weekends. That is not the worst thing in the world. But 
Um, that said, like, I've been in a position where I just, like, was lucky with, like, my first try in community. Um, like, Cottonwood, which is the church we go to, just kind of, like, set us up for success and that, like, a lot of incredible girls who, like, truly do love the Lord and pursue the Lord um, were, like, able to find each other very quickly. But I know there are other churches and other people who, like, did not have the same experience and people who have had to try, like, multiple communities, like Katie just said. Um, but, yeah, I just think that we're really lucky with that. Yeah, I think something that, um, like, what Addie was talking about earlier is that um, it's really easy to put community, like, on a pedestal a lot of the times. And I think that sometimes, in my mind, I... I don't really know how to put this in words. It's not that I overemphasize community because I think it's really important, but I think you can like put people on pedestals and I think that that's really dangerous because I was actually telling Kesley this the other day. I was like, man, like I like just always, I'm failed by people. Like I'm just always failed because I was just um, being overdramatic and <laughs> I was telling her about the situation and she was like, well, Sophie, like, you know, I failed you and you failed me before. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm a failure just like you are and just like everyone else is. No offense, guys. <laughs> um, and so I think that's something that is really important to remember in community because we have gone around the circle and talked about how great it is. And it is great, but um, community is a bunch of centers. And so it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be um, pretty, I guess. And I think that's something that is hard in the church because I've always viewed community as just like we're skipping arms like just doing <laughs> life together and sometimes it's like that sometimes it's harder and so yeah yeah like you're walking through good seasons together and also bad seasons like I can think of times like with every single person in this room that I have failed and like I'm sure vice versa like they could probably be the same um, and we like talk about that all the time it's just when two broken people are trying to walk in a like perfect life it's just not gonna work out yeah, that's very true, and that's something that I've really, really learned is that people are going to fail me, and um, I've talked to Sophie about this a lot, um, and how then you can kind of idolize people if you think that they're perfect, which you should not think that you should be turning to the Lord for everything. I think that I often put pedal people in pedestals, but also that's something that like if you're doing that to other people... Like, you just kind of have to, like, check your heart. And I, like, it can be something that you don't even realize. Like, I put my mom on a pedestal all the time. Um, and it's not like my mom and I, like, we have a great relationship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. She's going to listen to this and be like, what the heck? Um, <laughs> but, like, there are times where I will say something or, like, look for my mom, to my mom for approval. And, like, even in that, it's putting her on a pedestal because it's, like, truly all of my identity. And she only speaks truth into me. Like, it's not like she's lying and doing bad things. But... Um, she like, well, I mean, she'll fail me and I'll fail her. And it's just like, like we're saying, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and it can like truly be a very, very hurtful thing when somebody you look up to a lot is not perfect. Um, because like, I don't realize that I am expecting my mom to be perfect or not that I am, but like that I would. Um, and there are people who have been like, I look up to you a lot to me. And like, also that is so encouraging and I appreciate that. But also it's like a scary feeling when you know, like I'm sure like pastors at church and youth pastors who like everybody like goes and seeks advice from feel like an immense amount of pressure of being like, you don't have to be perfect guys. Like you really don't. And community, like I would hope that you guys are all aware that we're not perfect. 
Um, and just because of that, like, we are able to have grace that abounds like Christ did. Like, he didn't expect his disciples to be perfect. Like, he asked them one thing in the garden, it was, like, to stay awake with him. And they did not do that, right? So he didn't expect anything more of them um, than, like, normal, I would say, right? I feel like one of the difference, though, like, with community is the response when there is imperfection. Because it's very different, like, when, like, I have a very different response with y'all than I do with um, other friends. Mm -hmm. Like, if one of y'all fails me or I fail you, then we um, both know that, like, we should always turn for, like, resolution. But but still, it's, like, a very different response when I'm with y'all. Yeah, there's just, like, a deeper portion of it where it's, like, I need this, like to work out because this is my sister in Christ mm-hmm. that I've like done life with it's like we have to forgive each other yeah. which we should be doing in all relationships but it is like of more significance when it's like your close community you're like trusting I remember what I was gonna say it kind of goes off of that you have to just know that with your community it is out of love when they call you out yeah. mm-hmm. and I know that's hard to kind of remember all the time but I know these girls have my my best in their interest that's interest in mine (laughs) I can't speak today um and so whenever they do tell me something it doesn't hurt as much because I know that they're just trying to mend our relationship and try to help me through it but what I was going to say is that if you are hurting it's really important to tell that person that they are hurting you um instead of kind of acting out of anger and frustration you need to have that conversation with them and it's okay to wait a little bit to tell them but I think it's important to tell them as soon as possible so that they can work on it and fix it because if they don't know they can't fix it and um also whenever you do have something going on that's hurting you I feel like a lot of times that kind of tells you how your friendship is working and if it is a good fruitful Christian friendship or not mm-hmm. um, and also that ultimately helps you grow as a friend um, and I just it's hard but it's ultimately really cool to see how that grows your relationship with the Lord and your friend going off of that um, trust is like so important to have in your community because I mean accountability is hard it's hard to like tell somebody that like I'm struggling with this sin and like being really honest about that and like very vulnerable because that is it it's it's convicting like you feel guilty and it's hard to tell other people that because you do feel bad about it and but like trusting those people that you are in community with is so like vital to that to having those relationships because otherwise like it really isn't working the way it's meant to be yeah and I think also with being like especially around other Christians like it's a lot easier to be like hey there's a deeper problem going on and like what is that and get down to the bottom of it instead of just being like oh they were very upset with me today like what did I do um or like oh they're like just like rude like knowing that there's something else going on also helps that and being in a Christian friendship you also, that's something you talk about more. Like, you talk about your struggles, you talk about um, your highs and lows, and, like, you really, truly go through life with those people instead of just being, like, surface-level friends. Like, you're deep and, like, intimate in your conversations. I think that's also something important to have um, and to have that outlet so you can not just, like, bottle up your feelings um, and, like, keep it to yourself because Satan really, truly, like, praise on you more when you're isolated and like it is way easier to fall into sin whenever you're isolated and not in community with others that are glorifying God. I feel like kind of off what Olivia and Katie were saying um like first you have to trust your community and like that is such a big part of it but then also like what Katie was saying like 
once you trust them and you like tell them like everything like confess like I feel like that's part of what makes community like so different is like y'all know everything that I struggle with and like I wouldn't just go up to like someone at school and be like hey did you know I struggle with it like y'all are truly there with me going through life with me and so like because I trust you and I'm able to confess to you we are able to have like a closer relationship yeah and truly be like yeah for sure accountable for each other and like Mm -hmm. I guess just have a stronger bond. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is super important in community as well. And I know I have some friends that they just don't like to be vulnerable, but as we've gotten closer, they have become more vulnerable, which I love. And um, it's just been really great for my friendships. And also you have to remember that a friendship is two, goes two ways. Like yeah. you have to put in a lot, but you, your friend also has to put in the same amount. And you are gonna fail each other, like we said, but you have to put an effort if you want that friendship to grow and last. Um, so yeah, going back to the idea of accountability with the community, I think that a lot of people don't realize when their community is toxic, especially nowadays, because there's a lot of times where things are normalized. So when like two groups of adults get together and they gossip over somebody else in the church, or they start talking about politics and they don't realize that the things that they're saying are hateful and judgmental and I think just being able to notice when someone's being toxic or there's there's a toxic atmosphere in the community is really important because it does it does spread yeah to every single person that's in it and I think it's really important to recognize it because if you don't recognize it it just keeps happening and no one stops it yeah yeah I think like if you're like we're sitting here in a circle right now if we were like sitting here talking about somebody else within the group or even somebody else outside of the group I would hope and it'd be my prayer that one of us is able to like step up and be like we're gossiping and that's not good like and like calling out the lie and like calling out the truth in that like this is literally against the bible this is hateful this is not kind this is like none of the fruits of the spirit right um and, like, that is something that is, like, so normalized, especially just in, like, culture and especially, like, in non-Christian communities. Like, I feel like gossiping is just, like, our first way to, like, bond of somebody almost. Like, mm-hmm. in most circumstances, if I'm trying, like, this is bad on me. This is, like, literally basically a confession of that. Like, if I'm trying to bond of somebody who I don't know, like, I went to prom um, with a bunch of people I had never met in my entire life last night. And it was, like so easy for like the first thing on my mind to be like talking about somebody else and like not necessarily in a bad way but like they still weren't like I can't think of like a good example of this I would like no like it's like whenever you're in class and maybe you guys both don't like the teacher and, yes like, you guys are only friends because you have a shared like dislike, dislike of class yeah 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 exactly exactly I think something that like when I first joined the community I like hated the whole like confession thing because I was like why do these people keep asking me why what sin I'm struggling with like this is weird why are we doing this Mm -hmm. and it's so unnatural and I think it's something that goes against a lot of like the grain of society because I mean every time someone asks me how are you it's like I don't even think about how I am I'm just like good how about you you know and so I think it's really something that's unnatural and something that's awkward to be like how are you and you don't say good and I mean you can be good but you like explain how you're feeling you know so awkward when you're like oh I'm actually really tired and they're like oh okay and like they don't actually care yeah like oh (laughs) sorry I thought you actually wanted to know yeah yeah I think that's something that we just like say like I'm just like hey Addy like how how are you you? good how are you but like you never hear someone be like no I'm actually really bad today like Like, no one ever says that and if they do they're like 
targeted as like being like negative. Yeah, yeah. no, that's so like, true. Just having a bad day. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why. Okay, so I'm into all the mental health stuff. Like that's my number one like interest. Yeah. And that's why I never ask like, how are you doing? I always frame the question in a different way because you're gonna get an accurate answer when you're not saying something that they have an automatic response for. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And going off of that, when you do ask someone how they are, or if they ask you actually tell them like what's going on yeah. and that's what like when someone just says how are you now I'm like okay but tell me more I want to know more about what's going on so yeah. that you can actually be praying for them or help them through what they're going through and if they are struggling with something then you can kind of help them through that and maybe yeah. check in on them later which that's very important yeah. um, to do whenever someone's struggling I would say like the greatest way I've ever felt loved is when someone tells me that they've prayed for me like yeah. the other day someone texted me he's like hey I've been praying for you and I texted them like a few weeks ago what I wanted prayer for and I was like man they remembered and yeah. they followed through and so like, I think it's a great way to show the intentionality love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like follow through is so important even in like dealing with conflict within community because kind of mentioned that earlier actually yeah when she was like if somebody's hurting you like you actually should tell them because sometimes like the when I'm the most hurt is when people have been like not being 100% truthful with me. Like, I would much rather somebody be like, hey, you hurt me last, like, yesterday or last time we talked because you said this and this, like, so that I can deal with it and I can apologize and I can, like, when people, when we, like, allow resentment and, like, this hurt to just fester inside of us, it leads to resentment and unkindness. And, uh, like, you can't fix the problem if, like, the person who hurt you doesn't know. Right, like, and that's an unfair expectation. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't apologize if I don't know what I did wrong. And, like, sometimes, like, I should just know what I did wrong. And, like, I should just be self-aware. But there are other times where it's, like, I didn't understand that my actions were going to be hurtful in doing this. And that wasn't the intention. And then also how we deal with conflict is so crucial um, in all situations, but especially Christian, like, community. Because we're called to deal with it in a way that reflects and honors God. And that's not by name calling. That's not by being like, you hurt me when you did this and like not listening to the other person's side of the story. Like it's a conversation. When you're dealing with conflict, like nine out of 10 times, it's gonna be a conversation and you have to be willing to listen and like accept that like, like let's say Sophie says something that hurt my feelings and I came to her three months later and was like, when you said that my hair didn't look good that one day, it really hurt my feelings and you kind of suck. And then I just left. Like that would not be a healthy way to handle conflict because that's just like dumping things on her that now she has to all of a sudden like deal with and like figure out what to do because it's just not efficient way either. Also, you're not gonna get anything done if you handle conflict like that. Definitely. Yeah, I I literally just struggled with conflict and being vulnerable and talking about our feelings and stuff because I just fought with my boyfriend like two (laughs) days ago. And instead of actually like, you know, telling each other that we upset each other and mm-hmm. talking about what we did wrong, we both left each other on red and didn't talk to each other for a good like 24 hours, which is the worst thing you could do, <laughs> by the way. But my mom ended up getting on to me and like telling me that I definitely did something to hurt his feelings and that I was being hateful. And she called me out on it yeah. and explained to me what I was doing was not Christ- was not Christ-like. And she got me to call him and talk through everything with him and ask ask him what did I do to hurt your feelings how can I fix this and just talk about it but if she didn't call me out yeah I don't know if I would have said anything yeah yeah Yeah, and that can be super hard and learning how to manage conflict is I think a really important lesson to learn and you're constantly going to be working on that it's so hard Um, and I think like Addie said listening is so important like that 
that goes both ways. And then also Sophie talked about praying. And I want to say that if you are telling someone you're praying for them, either pray for them right then and there or like write it down so you actually do pray because I know sometimes we forget and so what I've been doing is if someone texts me and I ask like how can I pray for you then I stop don't respond I pray for them on the spot and then Mm -hmm. I will text them be like I just prayed for that and I will continue to pray for you and let me know how I can continue to be there for you and I think that's been something really cool and something I've been learning a lot yeah because I forget if I don't do it right then and there I'm, I'm not gonna remember it so I, I, have to, I have to pray right then like like on Mondays usually I try to think and remind myself to ask the group chat or text group chat like hey how can I pray for y'all and then I pray right then and there yeah because I'll forget so yeah I think also like going back to like the how are you doing like you can be like, how's your week been? How can I pray for you? And like, just kind of like combined it together because like, if you ask someone how they can pray for you, you're more likely more likely to get a deeper response than just, yeah. oh yeah, I'm good. good. Like, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm really struggling with this. Or like, I'm really anxious for this happening like this weekend or whatever. And like, you'll get a deeper response and in turn, like in return, get um, a deeper connection with that person. I want to kind of go off what like Kesley was saying just like praying for someone like is so important because like when I when we were in South Texas my translator like we would always pray for people like right then and there like in front of them with them Um, and he like told me one day he was like you know like you don't understand how much like praying for these people like a prayer means to these people like they don't really get asked that very often and I like that really hit me because I was like we just like use prayer like kind of as a backup or like how can I pray for you but like yeah it made me like it really convicted me I was like I need to pray for people that I say I'm going to pray for I need to pray for my community like I don't I like I feel like I overlook the like power of prayer that makes sense like and like if I tell one of y'all I'm going to pray for you then I need to pray for you because that is important yeah and I think I think going off what you're saying like on the mission trip I think I was really amazed by how much people are willing and like what you said Katie to open up when you do ask them to pray for them and we would use it as a segue to then share the gospel Mm -hmm. and I think that that is something that we don't think about very much is like if you want to build trust with someone like ask them how you can pray for them you know you, you don't just jump in and be like, so, what's your sin this week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, like, we definitely overlook prayer in that most, like, 9 out of 10 people, if you ask them, you're like, hey, can I pray for you? Like, if you were just, like, approaching a random stranger and you're asking that, like, most of the time they'll say yes. Like, even whether they're religious or not. That's something I learned in South Texas, where, since we're all talking about the mission group, um, is that, like, even at houses that we were, like, going to, for at the very beginning of the trip, we were just like, hey, can we share the gospel? Like, we're with this church or whatever. Can we share the gospel with you? They'd say no. They're like, oh, no, I'm not religious. And we're like, is there anything we can pray for? And they would say yes. And it's like, they don't, like, acknowledge God as, like, the creator of the universe and, like, Christianity. They don't proclaim that. But they do want prayer, which, like, in itself acknowledges that mm-hmm. there is a God that exists, whether it's our, like, Christian belief of God. But um, most people will be more receptive to just prayer. And, like, there is so much power in prayer. Um, I think we shared the story of, like, this I don't actually don't know if we did um our team leader for my group had told us this story one day to like encourage us in that um she was praying over this man and just like while her partner um was sharing the gospel with him and he was 
more receptive to the gospel once she started praying and that could have just been like a coincidence of like oh I'm like talking to him and like now he's starting to like trust me more or whatever but she uh, was talking about how we're all like prayer warriors like quote unquote which I like kind of hate a little bit I don't really like that phrase because it's <laughs> kind of gross to me but and that to use the quote if we we're like warriors in prayer and in battle it puts it more in perspective of like I'm literally fighting for my friends when I'm going to the Lord in prayer and like something that like changed my life, uh, I learned it at Hank of a few years ago, is that Jesus prayed for all of us, for all of his future believers, and he still is. He's like intersecting, intercepting. On interceding. Our, interceding. <laughs> oh, I, know. I was like, it starts with inner, and then I was like going to say all the words until I got up. And I was like, interceding. Interceding on our behalf. That's <laughs> so funny. Intercepting. I was like, yeah. I, was like so I don't know the word, but maybe if I just make it up enough, it'll like be fine. Obviously not. Interceding on our behalf, which is so cool. Like, that is so sick that literally like, the Son of God is interceding on our behalf. As people who, like, quite literally put him on the cross. Like, insane to me. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And, like, going back to the whole, like, the power of prayer and all of that, even if someone doesn't believe in God, even just, like, saying, like, how can I pray for you or whatever, that's, like, it tells them that you care about them. Yeah, You genuinely care how they're doing and how you can help them. Even if it's something that they might not believe in, still the fact that you care can be huge. Mm-hmm. for someone's life yes. yeah and praying for someone shows them that you love them just like bailey was saying um and if someone says no to praying for them you can go pray for them later they don't know have to yeah. know you pray for them but <laughs> yeah. you're still doing it and um also i don't think i really said this but if you're talking to someone in person pray for them like in front of them if they want it obviously some people might not like it yeah. but, <laughs> but it's really powerful and i know that it makes me feel so loved when someone offers to pray for me and when they're actually taking the time to listen to what i'm struggling with or just anything i need prayers for mm-hmm. I feel like all this kind of goes under like the topic of intentionality, which is something that I have been trying to work on recently because I realize like how much that affects me. Like we've kind of like been touching on it this whole time, but like I have one teacher who like she'll ask me, "How are you?" and I'm like, "Oh, good." And she'll be like, "No, but how are you really?" Mm-hmm. And I'm every time I'm like, oh, "Dang it!" And I gotta tell her. <laughs> but <laughs> it's actually good to like be able to tell someone. Like she always asks. It seems to be like at the perfect time when I really need to tell somebody um, how I am feeling, but. I feel like all of that is so, like, intent, all this falls under intentionality, like, just being intentional with prayer, with conversation, with, like, friendships, like, how you handle conflict. Like, it's all, like, just working to be intentional. Yeah. And I think also, like, praying more than you're on, like, your cell phone or, like, something you're, like, drawn to. So, like, if, like, that thing is, like, watching Netflix or whatever, like, being in prayer more than you do whatever thing you do the most is, like, the perfect way to start and like something I started doing is instead of like sitting in line like on my phone whenever I'm like shopping or whatever I like pray for everyone who's standing in front of me like by like shirt color hair color like what they're wearing what they're doing like and I'm like it's something to get me in prayer more but it's also like working on like my confidence in prayer and like knowing how to pray and like knowing how to like pray over people is something like it's a hard skill to learn kind of because like you might feel awkward or embarrassed or whatever um but the more you do it the more like easy it becomes and like the more you're just like oh this is like right here and then like you just kind of like naturally do it yeah yeah and that's how it's called to be right like we're called to bring it to the forefront of our minds and like that's just insane to me um something i just want to end with because i don't want to um 
like have this be like a six hour long episode, uh, <laughs> is a question that I was asked in an interview one time. Um, and it like kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things that I like didn't realize. And it goes along with this prayer. Uh, but I'm gonna ask each of you guys specifically, um, so then we'll just go around and answer this question of, if you could pray one bold prayer, which you should, because prayer should be bold, um, for this upcoming season, whether it's college or summer or whatever it is, like even just right now, what would it be? And it can be related to community, it can be related to college, it can be whatever, just a bold prayer for this next phase of your life. I guess just mine is finding, like if I had to pray, like pray for something, mm-hmm. it'd probably be like finding as good a community as I've had here. Because it's like obviously some of us will get in the same college, like Addie and I, but a lot of us are going to be going somewhere different. And yeah. even in like a place like Texas A&M, I don't know if Addie, hopefully we'll say that. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I'm imagine. assuming that we will. But um, just like finding community, because that's going to be so hard, like yeah. leaving this that I've like known for four years and I've loved for four years. And then like, going somewhere different and just starting over and I, I that's like what I'm really nervous about mm-hmm. right now so like I think I would just pray for like great community like this yeah 100%. um mine would be that I could make everyone around me feel truly loved which sounds so, if that sounds so like it's a cliche but that's that's really what I would want I want everyone to know that they're loved and that they have a purpose here because that's that's one of the things that's most important to me and from someone who's been in a place where you don't feel loved I want to make sure that everyone everyone feels that way um I would pray for a few things I would say to like prioritize my faith because I know that when I go to college I'm going into a very hard major and I just want to make sure I make the time to spend with the Lord and continue to grow my relationship with him and not put other things over the Lord like no not idolizing anything and I'd pray for that that I find community that will continue to push me closer to the Lord and that will help me grow and just I want to work on becoming a better individual and become a better friend and I want to grow more like Christ yeah I think my um prayer would be just like to be where my feet are and like be the hands and feet of Jesus. This is something one of our um, leaders told us is to like um, pray about like being where her feet are because like being intentional like with the people you're around instead of being like, oh, I can't wait to like go to this event like next weekend. Like instead be like, oh, I can't wait to like preach the gospel to like the people that are around me like in this moment, in this like time and place. Uh, and really just be intentional and like also I'd pray for community in college um, just because that's something I'm nervous for that like I'm not gonna have like that outlet to like share how I'm feeling or share how I'm struggling and like just like fall back into sin because of that and I know like I'll find community um, but it's just like how long will that take to like refine kind of like this kind of group I think um, intentionality over the summer, over college, is like really important. Through God, I'll be intentional in how I serve at camp this summer, or I'll be intentional with finding new relationships at, in college next year, or just intentional with my time that I still have with my friends before we all move on to our next chapters, and just like really finding that intentionality in how I act and how I live my life and like follow Christ. Yeah, definitely. I think something that I've been convicted of recently um, I actually learned it on the mission trip, just on my mind, is to make sin, like, 
to pray for sin to be unappetizing to me. Yeah. Like, I think that is really a thin and dangerous line to walk on when sin is appetizing. And I think that's where the enemy can lead to a lot of temptation. And I think that going into college, there's going to be a lot of pressure that I might not even be aware of that I'll be facing, you know? I think it's important to prepare your heart for what that might look like. But I think anywhere you go, there's, you know, right at the beginning, before I find community, I might feel pretty alone, you know? I might take a minute to find some friends. And so I think really working on, like praying for sin to be unappetizing because um, it's just a lot of temptation and a lot of dangerous past when sin is appetizing and I've seen that in my life previously and so yeah yeah just like breaking your heart for what breaks is yeah I think like we like overlook the significance of sin because we're just like oh God's gonna forgive me anyways and that is such a manipulation of Christ's love um, and we're not called to that obviously I think for me something that I've been praying recently um, especially going into this next season is that he opens my eyes to his heart and his plan whether it's for others or for myself um, I think often we overlook what his heart and his intention are, or we can like kind of like fill in the blank for ourselves of like, oh, God is trying to teach me this, when in reality it's like I haven't even asked God what he's trying to teach me. Like, that is just myself. Um, and like sometimes it does align. Like, we have the Holy Spirit within us and we have that discernment, but other times the Lord is like actually trying to teach me something completely different than I expected. Um, so I just need to have open heart to what his heart is. And just also, like, recognizing his kindness. So those are, like, kind of my two things right now. Yeah, I think that's good. I think a lot of times we throw around, like, oh, this is God's will. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, I think that's going to kind of wrap up our episode. I'm going to pray, and then so I'm just going to say a few things, and then we're going to be done. Heavenly Father, I come to you, and thanks for the opportunity to, A, be in community with these girls over the past years and the lessons that you have taught us, each individually and within each other, and how to love each other better, God. Also, B, that we are able to sit down and just reflect on all the things that we've learned um, and just all the goodness and how kind you were to us and blessing us with this community so early in life. God, I pray that as we move into different chapters of our lives, whether it be summer or just the next few weeks, that we remain motivated to work hard for your kingdom and allow us to be known by our love for each other and for others. And God, allow us to have eyes that seek opportunities to share the gospel um, in this upcoming summer and just college as we try to find new community allow it to be apparent to us and it's in your name i pray amen amen thank, thank you all so much for having us sorry yes, of course <laughs> <laughs> so fun yeah sorry, so. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us and thank you so much for listening this week um go follow our instagram if you want to it's at our heart surrendered email us if you want at our heart surrendered at gmail.com go read the blog post a little recap and uh, leave a rating and review if you want. We'd love to hear from you. We love you guys. We hope you have a great week. Let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. Bye.